it is good to be with y'all. We're excited to be here. And like you said, it's been it's been crazy over the past year trying to get in and trying to work out a calendar schedule and a date and everything. And uh, I don't know, uh, God worked it all out, but uh, it was crazy. But my name is Phil. My wife is Emily. And we actually have two kids, and they are not with us today. We are enjoying some uh, time without the kids. Kids are a wonderful blessing, but sometimes you don't know whether to hug them or strangle them. And uh, we've uh, we've been traveling around together for a little over a year now in a in a thirty foot camper. And when you get four people in a thirty foot box, it uh, it gets really small as well. So we're enjoying some time uh, apart. And also, my my wife's birthday was yesterday, so uh, we were celebrating her birthday and. Just just give her a pat on the back and don't say much about it. This is one of those birthdays that she doesn't want to acknowledge. Um, so she's not looking forward to being another year older. But um, hey, it happens and what do you do? But uh, we're, we're enjoying it. We're having fun together. And uh, we're excited about what God has called us to do. God has called us to Alaska. And we're excited about that. We'll share more about that in the, uh, the, the next service and everything. But uh, we're, we're thrilled as to where God's called us and what He's called us to do. Um, we're excited about it, mostly just to get away from this heat. That'll be the nice part, you know. But uh, it's it's not too bad. Um, we were up there a year ago in March, just to share a little bit about it. We were up there a year ago in March, and uh, we saw 65 below zero on the thermometer with a 40 mile an hour wind, and so that dropped it to about 105 below zero uh, wind chill. Needless to say, you didn't go outside. It was. And if you did, nothing was exposed. Because <laughs> if it did, within about five minutes, it was gone. It was frozen off. But uh, it was crazy. But then we also saw 12 feet of snow in two days that fell. That's a lot of snow. You know, I've been, I grew up in uh, Tremont, Illinois, which is right down by Pekin. I've lived there basically my whole life. And uh, they were talking about 12 to 15 feet of snow falling at one time. And I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, we get 15 inches and that's a big deal. You know, 12 inches, 8 inches, that's, that's pretty good snow. But 12 feet, uh, it was, that was, I couldn't even picture it. But it was, uh, it was interesting. We did see it happen. It did happen while we were there. But we're excited about it. God has uh, called us up to a remote bush part of Alaska. It's uh, an isolated area. And like I said, I'll share a lot more about that later. But uh, here we are in Sunday school, so let's open our Bible. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 3. Uh, just got a, a short little uh, challenge for you this morning, if not uh, anything else. But uh, I just hope it, it's encouragement. God uh, laid this on my heart. This is actually this is my wife's life verse. You know, some people uh, take golden gem verses in the Bible and they apply them to their life. And when they're going through struggles or hardships, they recall that verse at different times, and it gives them strength. And uh, this is actually a lot of people have actually claimed Proverbs three, five, and six as their as their life verses, and it's a it's a good verse. But I was studying it the other day, and I was thinking about it. I was like, well, this applies to so many different aspects of the Christian life and in, in the New Testament as well. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Uh, I know anybody that's been in church a long time, most of us can quote that, that section of uh, Scripture, but uh, we're going to just kind of look at it this morning and hopefully draw some strength and encouragement from it. But before that, let's have a word of prayer and ask God to meet with us. 
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You so much for this day of life. Lord, I thank You for the opportunity to be here today with these people. Lord, I pray You just uh, direct us today. Guide us. May Your name be honored and glorified in all that we do and all that we say. Lord, may Your name be lifted up. Lord, may we see a glimpse of Your glory this morning. Lord, we pray You just uh, guide us and direct us. Lord, I pray You fill my mouth with Your words and allow me to step aside. Hold my tongue where I shouldn't speak. Lord, allow me to get something from You this morning. Because, Lord, I need You. I need You more than ever before. Lord, I pray we walk out these doors after the morning service. Lord, I pray we walk out closer to You than ever before. Lord, we just uh, give You the praise, the honor, and the glory for it all. In Christ's name, Amen. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. You know, if you think of uh, a New Testament example of this verse, a, a wonderful example that God gives us, is think of when Jesus Christ was walking along, and He was calling the disciples, calling the apostles to join Him. He walked up, and they were many of them were on a fishing boat. They were out fishing or mending their nets with their father. And he walked up and said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And what they do? It says they left everything and forsook it all and followed Jesus. You see, they, they left their family, they left their livelihood, they left everything and just followed God. And through that, think of what those apostles saw. Think of what the disciples saw because... They forsook everything and followed Him. I mean, they saw, start at the beginning, they saw water turn to wine. That doesn't make sense, does it? They saw blind people healed and now can see. They saw the lame healed and now can walk. They saw lepers cleansed. They saw dead raised to life. They saw miracle upon miracle upon miracle that Jesus did all because they forsook all and followed Him. Now, none of those things make sense. Water turned to wine? That, that's not, that can't happen. Peter walked on the water? Well, that no, that can't be. You know, there's so many miracles that if we think about it, we think, well, how's that even possible? That's not possible. But the reason we know that it happened is for one, because we have God's Word on it. And for two, because Jesus was God. He is God, robed in flesh. And He could do those miracles and those amazing things because He was God. Or is God. You see, the apostles, when they, when they followed Him and forsook all, they were able to see miraculous things happen. The same thing goes for you and I today. If we forsake everything, if we not now I'm not saying don't go quit your job and just say, Okay, bless God, I'm gonna follow him and everything. You do what God calls you to do. You do what God puts on your heart. When God speaks to you and says, Hey, I want you to do something for me, and you say, Okay, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I've got a really good friend who who's uh who's a garbage collector. And he knows that that's the will of God for his life. Uh, my pastor knows a guy in, in Indiana that was a garbage collector. And they knew that that was the will of God for their life. They're, they're a good, church, good, faithful church member, and they're a happy garbage man. Me? I don't know if I can stand that job. I would really have to have conviction that God wants me to do that. 
But you know what? He sings hymns while he's collecting garbage. He's just the happiest garbage collector ever. But you know what? He found God's will for his life. God doesn't call everyone to be preachers, pastors. God doesn't do that. Because you know what? If everybody was up here, who would be out there? God needs faithful church members. And faithful church members, what's your job? To support the church. To support the pastor. To be faithful to church. You see, so if you're supposed to be supporting the church in your tithes and offerings, well, that means you have to have a job then, right? You have to have some way to make an income. So that means that God can't call everybody into full-time ministry. So He has to call have, have some laborers. Some that... Now, don't get me wrong. The pastor is labor. <laughs> it is work. I, I get a kick out of everybody that says, Well, you're a missionary, so... You're traveling the country. Man, it must be nice to travel the country in a fifth wheel and be on vacation all the time. I said, come and join me. We'll see how long you like it. But uh, there's, there's a labor involved. You see, God doesn't call everybody to do specific things. But when you find what God has called you to do, stick to it no matter what. And when you do that, you're going to be just like the apostles, just like the disciples. You're following God completely. God's going to show you amazing things when you follow Him. The verse there, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You know, you're supposed to, our trust is supposed to be in God. Why? Because He's worthy of our trust. He's worthy of our trust because of who He is. I mean, think of who God is. If we could just get a glimpse, just a little glimpse of who God truly is, I think it would, we would, we would serve God in capacities that we didn't even think of. Because think of, God wants to have a relationship with you. The God that spoke and the world was created. You know, I was talking with somebody the other day. I said, I, I do believe in the Big Bang Theory, but it's all because God spoke and bang, it happened. You know, they, they all say that, well, two atoms supposedly collided at the right time. And I said, the reason them two atoms collided was because God said, hey, let there be land and let there be light and let there be water and fish and, all, you know. God spoke and it happened. And that same God gives you promises. There's promises in this book. And God is faithful. God is worthy of your trust. You know, your closest friends, they might fail you. They probably will at some point in time. Your own family members probably will fail you at one point in time. Everyone in this world will probably fail you at some point in time. They'll, just, they'll, they'll hurt you in some way. But you know what? God never will. God makes a promise and He sticks to it no matter what. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know, if you would have told me three years ago that I was going to quit my job and move my family out of my house and into a 30-foot box with wheels and pull it around the country and tell people that we were going to Alaska, I would have laughed at you probably. I would have been like, why? Why would it? Why? <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. And to tell you the truth right now, I'm not sure that it does make sense. But I know for a fact that I'm following God and what God's called me to do. That's what matters the most in life. You see, it says, lean not unto thine own understanding. You know the reason why when Peter was walking on the water and walking out to Jesus, 
You know the reason he sank? Because he started looking around. And he saw the wind and the waves. And he thought, hey wait, I'm not supposed to be able to do this. And what did he do? He sank. You see, it says, lean not unto thine own understanding. You know, the, 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 the army of Israel, when they marched around Jericho, did it make sense to them? I, I don't think it would have. Marching around the city, just playing your instruments, and then at the end, you're supposed to scream really loud and play the instruments, and God said He'll take the city. Well, that doesn't make sense, does it? But you know what? When they marched around the city and they followed God's commands, and they did it all exactly the way God told them what happened. The city fell. The walls fell. They came tumbling down because they followed God. It doesn't always make sense to us. But the one thing we need to know is that we're following God no matter what. That's why the Bible talks about try the spirits and make sure it's of God. We gotta, we gotta first of all make sure it's God that's telling us to do things. Try the spirits. Then once we realize that, hey, God is telling you to do it, follow it. Because you're gonna see an amazing thing happen. You're gonna see God bless in amazing ways. You know, since we've been on the road, uh, traveling around, you know, there's never been a time where our, our gas tank has been empty. There's never been a time where we haven't had food in our fridge. There's never been a time where my kids, uh, didn't have clothes to wear or shoes on their feet or we haven't had a need that wasn't met. You know, I, I don't understand it. In my own understanding, I don't understand that. When I look at the the amazing things when you look at your checkbook and you're balancing it all out and you're looking at the money coming in and the money going out and according to that, that would be a failing business. You know, it, you got more, way more going out than you got coming in but you're going, wait, there still is a positive balance in the checkbook. How's that work? I don't know. All I know is God's good. God takes care of us and God blesses. And I, I, I am fully, fully confident that it's happening that way because I know I'm following God. Now, I'm not saying that at all to boast on myself. I'm saying that to boast on God. He's worthy of our trust. He's worthy of our faith. We're supposed to trust in Him with all of our heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Forsake all and follow Him. You know, if you think of the Old Testament saints, there's so many that prove this fact. Think of Job. The story of Job. He lost everything. His family, his fortune, his flocks and sheep and that. He lost it all. Even his health. He was, the Bible says he got covered with boils and was laying at the gate scraping them with stones just trying to get relief. That doesn't sound like much fun to me. His wife, even his helpmeet, his wife, his encourager, she even came up and said, why don't you just curse God and die? It's pretty bad when the one that's supposed to be cheering and rooting you on just tells you to curse God and die. But he said, you know what? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Through it all, he charged God not he charged not God foolishly. He looked to God through it all. He had faith in God because he was following Him. You see, then you got Moses. He led the people out of out of Egypt by faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. Those those four characters. I I love them people. They, their faith was tried so much 
that they didn't see God answer it until they were already in the midst of the trouble. You know, think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They they said, "We're not going to bow down before your God. We're going to serve the the true God." And they stuck by that. And the the uh, um, oh, his name failed me. Uh, the the king that threw him in the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, he said. <laughs> He said, uh, we're, we're going to throw you in the fire, in the furnace, and we're going to heat it up really hot. Hotter than ever before. And they said, well, if the Lord kills us, or if we die in there, know that we're still serving God. They said, no matter what, we're still going to serve God. We're not going to bow down. And they threw him in that furnace. And I, I, always, <laughs> I always like to think that I'm going to have enough faith if I'm ever in that kind of situation that I would never question it. But think about it. They had so much faith in God that even as they were being tossed into that furnace, they were still saying, well, God will either take us home or we're going to live. And once they landed in that furnace, there was God. And they were walking around in the midst of the furnace. Their faith wasn't proven until they were already in the furnace. Daniel, his faith wasn't proven until he was in the lion's den. He was cast in there already before he saw that God was with him. But he had enough faith in God to know that God was going to take care of him. Let's all just lean not on our own understanding. Let's let's trust God in all ways. In all situations, let's have faith in God. Because these Old Testament saints did. And there's so many New Testament saints in our day and age even that are standing up in the midst of persecution saying, no matter what, I'm going to follow God. You know, I think there's a time coming in our country where there's going to be persecution for those of us that hold up this book and say, no matter what, I'm going to follow this book. I think there's going to be a time of persecution that we've never seen before in America for those of us that follow God's Word. We're already there. You know, to stand up in a pulpit... To stand up in church and to say that marriage is one man and one woman and that any relation between a man and a man and a woman and a woman is an abomination to God. You know, there's already a law out there that says for me saying that, I can be arrested and put to jail. They call it a hate crime. I'm sorry, but that's what God's Word says. He says it's an abomination before God. So no matter what, I'm going to stick with God's Word. But there's going to come a day when we're going to be persecuted because of that here in America. And so what's going to happen is we need to make sure that we're following this no matter what. Because God is worthy to be trusted. God is faithful. We need to forsake all and follow Him. Lean not unto our own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct our paths. You see, if we follow God completely and God gives us His will for our life and we stick to it, God's going to direct us. God's going to lead us. God's going to guide us every step of the way. And if we just keep our eyes on Him, we'll just keep seeing miracle after miracle, blessing after blessing. I always, I always wondered, if Peter would have kept his eyes on Jesus, how far would he have walked on the water? When him and Jesus walked clear across the lake? Clear across that sea of Galilee? How far would they have walked? 
What miracles would Peter have seen happen if he would have kept his eyes where they belonged and got him off of his own understanding and off of himself? You see, each and every one of us, we have the same choice in life. We can, we can keep our eyes on God and say, God, I'm going to follow You. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to You. I'm going to die to myself every day. I'm going to, I'm going to put You on the, the throne of my life. I'm going to follow You no matter what. Or we can say, well now God, You, you told me to, to, to do that, but that doesn't make sense. You know, the biggest thing that, that we in our, our economy now struggle with is our, our finances, of course. I think everybody struggles with finances. Churches, laymen, people, just everybody in general. You're trying to stretch that dollar as much as possible. But you know, God's Word still says that the tithe, the first 10% belongs to the church. You know, it's an amazing thing. I, I was thinking about, I was in a, a service a while back and the pastor mentioned this and I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, God always, He, he said 10%. From the beginning, when He laid out the whole tithe, it was 10%. You know, our economy has changed and fluctuated. There's been... Uh, increase in cost of living. There's been increase in gas. There's been increase in utility bills and all that kind of stuff. Everything's gone up in inflation. But you know the one thing that's never changed is that 10%. And if God's people give that 10%, God's, God's churches would never be in need if people would just do what they're supposed to do. And God's people would never be in need because God promises He'll He'll open the windows of heaven. He'll He'll bless you if you just do that one thing. It's an amazing thing to think about, isn't it? He didn't say, well, after the first century it needs to go up to fifteen percent, and then after the fifth century it's going to go up to you know. He didn't say that. He just said ten percent because God knows that it's going to be enough. It's an amazing thing to think about. You know, it doesn't make sense to us. But God's ways are above our ways. You see, we just need to follow, find God's mind in the matter, in all matters of life, and just stick to that. There's too much, well, if we did it this way or that way, or, you know, if we, if we skip the tithe this week, then we'll have enough money to pay this and that, and then next week we'll pay the tithe, you know, that we should have paid this. No! <laughs> I've gotten into that before. And you know what always happens? You end up forgetting that you forgot the tithe that week. And then what happened? Oh, wait. Well, now we're behind even more. So, so well, well, we'll just pay it at the end of the month. And, and then what happens? Well, then two or three months and you look back and you go, Oh, I haven't paid my tithe in three months. What, what am I doing? And then you go to before God and you say, God, forgive me. And you get right with God. And then you start giving the tithe, and you know what happens? That checkbook balances out, doesn't it? It's amazing how God does things. It's amazing how God works it all out. If we just stay faithful to what God's called us to do, lean not unto our own understanding, but follow Him. He'll guide us and direct us in everything we need to do in life. In every situation, God's there. We just have to find His will and His matter in it. Seek His face first. You know, it's amazing how when problems come up 
and troubles come up in our life, we try to figure it out on our own way, right? We say, well, I don't want to bother God with it. You know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. I can, I can figure this out. <laughs> and then what happens? I don't know about you. I'll talk about myself. I try to figure it out. And uh, it seems like the, the hole gets deeper and deeper. And I'm going, well, come on. I'm trying to get... I'm doing the right things. Why isn't it working out? Well, maybe... Well, I'll try it this way. And then the hole gets deeper. Well, I'll try it this way. And then the hole gets deeper. And then it's so deep I can't see the sun in the top. And I'm going, well, well, now I'm in really deep. And I go to God and I say, God, I need your help. I, I don't know where else to go. And God says, why didn't you bring it to me at the first place? When it first came up, why didn't you give it to me then? It would have been so much simpler. But you know what? God still reaches down that hand and pulls me out of that hole. And still helps me out. See, we always got to look to God. Always got to be finding God's will in every situation and following Him. That's exactly what these verses are saying. It's saying, don't, don't look at yourself. Look to God in all situations. And when you look to God... He's going to show you the path that He wants you to be on. Yes, sometimes there's rocks in the path. Sometimes there's a, a tree you got to climb over. But He's there to help you. He's there to give you the boost up over that tree. He's there to help you along that path. But the key is to be on the path that God wants you to be on. And then through that, you'll be able to face the lions. You'll be able to face the fiery furnace. You'll be able to go walk through it all because you're right there with God instead of trying to figure it out your own way. You know, it would have been so easy for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just to bow down to that idol and say, okay, we'll bow down to it. But instead, they did what was right. And because of that, they saw a miracle happen. They saw God standing in their presence. So I don't know what struggles you're going through. I don't know what hardships you're going through. I don't know what you're struggling with in your life. But I know one thing. God's faithful. And He wants you to look to Him through it all. And He'll guide you through those problems. He'll guide you through the hardships. He'll guide you through it all. If you just come to Him and say, God, I'm tired of carrying these problems. I'm tired of worrying about it. I'm tired of of carrying this around. I want Your will to be done. Help me through it. Show me what I need to do. And when God shows you, you do that. Stick to it. Have faith in God. Trust Him. And you'll see a miracle happen. God will bless. God will direct you. Those, those apostles. I, I can't imagine Jesus walking along and they're, they're, they're mending their nets with their Father. And he says, follow me. And they just left everything and followed him. What faith they had. But look what they saw because of the faith they had. They saw amazing things. And were able to do amazing things because they just followed God. So let's try to follow God with every day that he gives us. Let's try to follow Him through all the hardships. Let's try to follow Him through all the blessings. Let's just stick close to Him. In all thy ways, excuse me, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He 
shall direct thy paths. Let's just follow the paths that He directs us on. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You so much for this day of life. Lord, we thank You for how You bless, how You take care of us, how You provide. Lord, I don't know any problems or situations. I don't know anybody in this room. Lord, I pray You just give direction where it's needed. Lord, allow them to lay the problems and situations at Your feet. Allow us not to lean on our own understanding, but allow us to lean on You. Because You promised to direct our paths and guide us and show us what we need to know and what we need to do. Lord, we love You and we thank You for all that You've done and all that You're going to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our wife made some really good ample caramel thing to gigs. I don't know what they're called downstairs. Really good. You might want to go down and get some of those.